This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hey, hey, welcome Amplify You family. I'm Michelle Abraham, your host. I'm here today with a really cool guest, Rick Coglin. Rick is one of the founders of Grove Studios. Grove Studios are popping up in all sorts of really fun places, and they're here to make podcasters' lives easier. We're going to dive more into the history of Grove Studios and all about Grove Studios, but I wanted to introduce you to Rick. And Rick, thank you for being with us today. For sure. Uh, really my pleasure. I, I uh, appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well, and we were connected by a dear friend of ours, another fellow podcaster, Dan McPherson. So I want to give out a shout out to Dan for always connecting with amazing people and yeah. always connecting me with the amazing people that he meets. <laughs> so I know this is the first time we've actually talked, but you know, I've heard a lot about you guys and uh, I know Dan's a good friend of your guys's as well. So shout out to Dan McPherson on this episode for the connection. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Big shout out to Dan. Um, he's, he's an amazing connector and uh, an amazing uh, business coach for us. Um, you know, he, we've been working with him for a number of years and um, he's really helped us um, work through a lot of uh, uh, recoveries that we had to come, uh, come through to, to get to the point where we are and um, he's really helped us grow. So um, it's cool to, to meet other people that he's been involved with. Absolutely. Yeah. Dan and I met when we were traveling in Asia last year speaking and we've just connected and just really helped support each other's businesses. Dan's been a huge support in my business and we launched his podcast. So guys go check out his podcast. Dreams are real. So Rick, I want to dive into Grove Studios. Tell us a little bit about Grove Studios. What's the history behind it? Why you started it and what's the vision? Sure. Um, it's a loaded so, question. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. There's a there, there's a lot of uh, a while, right? <laughs> there's a lot embedded in there, but I'll try to I'll try to be as brief as possible. Um, you know, I I've been kind of a not kind of I guess a long lifelong musician, um, going way back. Uh, but I've you know professionally done it uh, for for 25 years. You know, performing on stages um, both in Michigan and 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 regionally, but. Um, you know, that, that musician side of me has always been there. I've done other work to supplement that, that kind of income, but, um, you know, my passions really do lie in music and they also lie in, in education. Um, I was a teacher for 10 years, um, teaching seventh and eighth grade, um, and, you know, did music related stuff with students, although I didn't actually teach music, but, Mm -hmm. um, I taught English, but either way, um, you know, that, that passion never left. And, and, you know, one of the things that, uh, I always saw musicians struggle with was, uh, adequate rehearsal space. Mm. Um, you know, we really just saw a problem that existed around us and we finally decided to solve it as, uh, many musicians know, uh, rehearsal spaces are either non-existent, um, and you're stuck in a basement or a garage or, 
you know, somebody's mom's basement or somebody's grandma's garage or really whatever you can find. Um, and then from, from, a, from a sound quality standpoint, those are never very ideal situations. Um, and the hours can be very difficult to access. Um, many musicians, uh, you know, while there are 1.4 million registered musicians with ASCAP and BMI in the United States, um, and then many more because there's about 25 million SoundCloud uh, creators and uploaders. Mm -hmm. So and that's around the world. So um, obviously many people are producing music. Many people struggle with adequate rehearsal space. Um, and the other challenge is when there is rehearsal space, often there is um, a cost barrier. Uh, it, depending on your real estate market, it can be incredibly expensive to, to rent or lease out a space. Uh, or even purchase a space and then build, you know, soundproofing scenarios and everything else. Um, and so, you know, we, we dealt with that for a long time and rehearsal spaces would start up, they would, um, you know, fail and falter. And we were really just looking for a way to make it sustainable, affordable, um, and accessible uh, for musicians and, 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 DJs and producers and podcasters um, and audio engineers. Um, obviously, there are recording studios, but that's a very different thing than a rehearsal space. Mm -hmm. So we decided to, to, to start Grove Studios and, and put everything that we saw as a need in, into the concept. Yeah, I love that you guys have combined like the rehearsal space and the recording studios together and under one roof, which is kind of unusual. And I would imagine now with like real estate and like houses even, like they're so close together now, like it's really hard to, <laughs> it's even hard for me to record podcasts in my house. There's too many people, there's too much things. I'm actually in a co-working space right now, which is not equipped for the proper sounding. It looks very echoey. Yeah, um, a little so, bit, yeah. You know, it's really, it's really challenging to find that space. So um, I think that's a really, you guys have found that really perfect like mixture of people that really need that and I saw on Facebook recently that you guys um because of COVID and things that are going on right now had some outdoor rehearsal space too and that really felt like that met that need right now <laughs> yeah people are still um you know people are coming back into the studio since since June 1 and Michigan is uh, you know, in, in phase four uh, out of five phases of, of, you know, I guess you'd call it recovery. Um, but there are definitely people that still don't feel 100% comfortable being indoors, particularly where singing is going on and, and that sort of thing. Or people don't, you know, maybe feel comfortable wearing masks in that situation. So, yeah, we have an outdoor space. Um, it's, 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 basic but um it's working for some people we've already had some rentals in that space so um, cool. <laughs> it can't be it can't be the, the that space can't be open 24 7 like uh like our indoor spaces mm -hmm. um but we're located in an industrial park area mm -hmm. and so there's no residential really to bother people but um we didn't think having people outside rehearsing uh you know at two in the morning would, would sit well with, uh, with the local authorities either. So <laughs> absolutely. And I'm sure being in Michigan too, this is like going to be a seasonal one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think no, no propane heaters, uh, you know, like they have on patios at restaurants are really going to help out uh, <laughs> yeah, once it gets your cold. Hands off, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Local cores will get a little icy. I think <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. That's awesome. So you guys are in one location right now or how many locations do you have right now? We, 
we are. We we um, we're in Ypsilanti, Michigan, which is you know just outside of Detroit and Ann Arbor. We're kind of sandwiched in between the two, mm-hmm. um, which is a good location for us. Uh, we intend you know our headquarters to be here, mm-hmm. but our but our plan is to scale to hundreds of locations yeah. um, around the world, hopefully, and um, using a. a Right now, we're not in shipping containers. That's our, our long-term concept for scale, mm-hmm. um, using repurposed shipping containers for our studio units. Oh, cool. I love that idea. Because then, and do you think it would be easy to um, soundproof a shipping container? It's a lot, like smaller, denser kind of sounding space. Yeah, I mean, it, it turns out that uh, if you take two uh, 20-foot um, high box shipping containers mm-hmm. and you smash them together. Mm-hmm. Um, you get about 320 square feet of mm-hmm. a very usable space, which is, uh, extremely adequate for, uh, bands to rehearse, uh, podcasts to happen, mm-hmm. uh, DJs to rehearse, um, and music to be recorded, um, given the technologies that we have. So, um, my one of my business partners is uh, an architect who specializes in shipping container construction. Cool. So we're actually in the engineering phases, um, final engineering phases of that product and, and the, the sound attenuation and sound proofing, mm-hmm. um, you know, are, are somewhat conventional solutions that you might use in, in any other space um, mm-hmm. in a traditional stick built building. Cool. That's great. We live off the grid where I live and my husband's trying to build me like a little studio recording thing. So I should yeah. really mention him shipping container woodwork. I was worried that it was too, it would be too tinny, but if yeah. you get the right combination of soundproofing in there, that could work. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, you, we, one of the things we've discussed actually is, um, even though this will be a service-based business and providing the, you know, the infrastructure and everything else around how, how people access, uh, we have talked about actually selling the solution for people that are interested in, in having it, you know, mm-hmm. on their property or something like that. If they have the land or, or, or space or means to do it, but, but yeah, yeah you, you, you can get incredible, uh, sound quality, um, out of a shipping container. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that. So speaking about sound quality, and I know that's something that you're passionate about. Uh, what are some things that podcasters, you have some tips for podcasters on basically sound quality. Um, you've heard a lot of music, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of sure. recordings. Uh, what are some tips you can give our podcasters that are at home that are our podcasters want to improve their sound quality? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, uh, you can, you can get, so sound um, attenuates, a lot of people talk about sound attenuation and soundproofing as if they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, soundproofing is a much, is a very expensive process. Uh, professional recording studios uh, will, will go through that process to, to get things, so to keep sound, uh, mostly to keep sound from, from coming in, right? Uh, because you're using you know, high quality microphones that are very sensitive, uh, ribbon microphones and tube microphones and that kind of thing, um, to get the best possible sound. Um, and, and, and that may be the case at home too, right? You might Mm -hmm. need to block some sound out, but, but it really could be, you know, as simple and cost effective as, you know, using some thick material or think thick blankets to, you know, uh, put over windows, for example, if you live in an urban area, for example. Um, 
you know, from a cost effective standpoint, you can buy acoustic treatments, acoustic foam, um, you know, and those, those really vary in quality. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the whole, you get what you pay for kind of thing. So (laughs) you can go online and you can find acoustic foam and you can find really, you know, great deals. You can get, you know, giant stacks of this stuff. Um, you know, and and it'll do something, but it also just depends on the size of the room. Um, but really, treating uh, parallel surfaces in in your rooms, um, whatever room you happen to be in. Um, so that could be using things like sound diffusers um, or, you know, sound, you know, some kind of foam. But but um, shipping blankets do uh, mm. remarkable things. Um, I've seen some really cool solutions where shipping blankets have been sort of rolled up um, and and kind of creatively attached to walls sort of hanging to break up those parallel surfaces that we all have in our, in our homes and our offices and mm-hmm. home offices. Um, but it's really about that. It's breaking up the parallel surfaces. Um, even if you have a hard floor parallel surface, if you have a hard ceiling parallel surface. Mm-hmm. So that's where we get the reverb from when uh-huh. there's nothing so like diffusing the, the sound. Right. So if it's a hard floor and a hard ceiling, you want to have something in between there to break that. Yeah. That now, sense, yeah. all of that can get really expensive mm-hmm. and there are some interesting solutions w- without doing all of that. Um, there's there's a product called the Chaotica Eyeball, which mm-hmm. is sort of a foam-like solution that uh, wraps around a microphone um, that can... Um, that can prevent that reverb. So it's, it's the idea that you're treating the microphone rather than the, the space in your, in your, uh, in your, in your space. Interesting. I was going to ask you that because my brother, um, when he first started podcasting, he had a crate and you put the, the foam in the crate and then you put the microphone in the crate and yeah. he kind of stuck his head in there. And I was like, yeah, I wonder if that works better than like, cause he was in a fishbowl apartment you know, not yep. able to, uh, record really well. And it's interesting. I wasn't sure if it would do this the same with just like treating the microphone rather than like the entire room. But if that works, it's great. Yeah. I mean, if you're handy, you can certainly build things like that. And, and um, you know, there are products that clip onto microphone stands that kind of do the same thing. There's like a foam surround. Um, and it'll prevent the sound from going in front of you and bouncing off a wall and coming back. Uh, but there is still sound you know, if there's a wall behind you, you're still going to get that. So it might be a combination of things, something like that. And then maybe if the wall is near behind you, treating, treating the wall that's near, near you. Um, we actually built, you know, we've built sound panels before too. I mean, there's, um, certain types of insulation, um, that works best where you can build, um, you know, with some basic wood framing and insulation and some fabric, um, really effective, um, Using Rockwool, uh, she can get it at your local hardware store. Rockwool, that's a new one. Yeah, ro- ro- no, it's actually Rockwool. Oh, Rockwool. Okay. Yeah, or uh, the brand name I think is like Roxel. Oh, okay. um, you'll cool. see like like Home Depot or Lowe's or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of products like that out there that you can use. So if we're sitting here facing our microphone in our um, computer, is it more likely? Is it better to have the sound? like a wall behind in front of us so that we're speaking towards it or is it better for behind us? Um, it, if the, it, it depends on whether or not the, 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 I think it's, it's really, you just want to keep the sound from bouncing mm-hmm. around. 
So if you, it depends on if you, you know, can you treat the wall in front of you? If you can't, then you want to, uh, you know, get one of, one of these products where it'll clip to your microphones, uh, stand, Mm. for example, and, and sort of cup around the microphone a little bit. And that would actually have the foam treatment on it. Mm. And then if you have a wall behind you, you, you could maybe treat that wall. Mm. So you, it just depends on your space, but you could certainly treat the wall in front of you um, and the wall behind you. Yeah, I think that's cool. And I've seen those things where you put them over your head. I don't know if you've seen them. It's like a yeah. record, the thing that you put over your yeah. head and like you're in the recording space. Yep. <laughs> those like, are really cool. effective. Really they effective. Are. They work. I'm like, they look ridiculous, but I think that's maybe what I need to get. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're... to find a good recording space anywhere. Yeah, they're they're a little pricey, um, you know. But again, if you're handy, you could you could actually build something or um, an isolation booth. You know, a lot of recording mm-hmm. studios have isolation booths. So, building, uh, you know, I, I, you see it now, like in in like co working spaces, these sort of ISO booths mm-hmm. where you can step in and have a phone call or something like that. And those are pricey. Mm-hmm. I'm um, in something like that right now. Okay. Except for it's like, and it's got like a glass wall. <laughs> yeah. Like sliding doors. And then, and it's very, so it's very bouncy. So I apologize, yeah. everyone. We're talking about good quality sound today. <laughs> Don't take my word for it. But I have worked yeah. on a project before where um, I saw um, the used clothing hangers, um, like a clothing rack that was like a metal square rack. They could raise it up high. And then they put the moving blankets over top of it and made kind yep. of like a square around the recording. But that was really great. It's the first yeah. time I'd ever seen that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there, there are lots of things that you can do, um, you know, on a budget or with things you might even already have around the house, you know, um, and you can do it inexpensively, but the, yeah. from a cost perspective, the sky is definitely the limit. And, uh, and also like, uh, from a cost perspective and also like a convenient perspective, I think what you guys are doing at Grove Studios is you're making it really affordable for us to record podcasts from, because there aren't really any many spaces right now that are you know, they're there that are of quality like that, that are affordable for podcasters that who are just starting out, maybe not making a huge return on their podcast at the moment, <laughs> you know, that bit of investment is, it's so worth it. And so that's amazing. I, I can't wait to the day you guys have hundreds of locations everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we could just send everyone there. Just don't bother getting your home set up. Just go to the studio at our court. It's going to sound way better. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's the thing, you know, and we, and we recognize that, um, you know, it's not always possible to, to treat the space that you're in what you, you might be renting an apartment and you can't really affix anything to the walls or, um, you know, you have a family and you have little kids running around. I mean, there's, there's lots of reasons that people, you know, need to do their recording elsewhere. I mean, um, being a, music professional of many years, um, you'd be surprised how little music I actually do in my house from a recording or, you know, professional standpoint, just mainly because of the distractions. Um, there's plenty of things to do around the house. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, I'm much more productive from a professional standpoint if I'm in a studio environment and we think that will work for a lot of people. Absolutely. Especially when you've got this solution that works for people. Um, what's your, um, uh, what's your vision with Groove Studio, Grove Studios? Um, how, how far out is that expansion looking? Um, you know, we talk about our big, hairy, audacious goal mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's kind of a, it, that's a 10 year plan. We don't imagine hundreds of locations being able to happen fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, 
unless we get some kind of amazing investment mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, venture partner who, um, you know, sees and parallels our vision. But, um, you know, that hundreds of locations is a 10 year plan, but certainly, um, uh, you know, we have a five-year plan and a two-year plan. Um, and we, you know, we do imagine, you know, having at least three to four more locations uh, within the next three to five years or two two to five years. So, um, you know, it's, it's the idea. And this is where Dan's coaching comes in. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like you can, you can build three locations and, you know, make sure all of your systems and, and everything is in place and you do that really well. And, and you can go from three to, to, to 35, mm-hmm. you know, very quickly if the investment is there and the systems are, are proven and, and working well. So yeah, um, we awesome. think once all of that is worked out and we've worked out a lot so far um, that we can, we can scale fast. Yeah, that's amazing. And you know, I I opened a co-working space back like seven or eight years ago before co-working spaces were a thing. And I think like had I been doing it like today, like today would be like a space that has that soundproofing that available for not only just people like musicians and our creative people, but also like video recording and uh, you know, podcasting, because everyone's doing all this stuff online. And, you know, yeah. it's so hard to set up. I know I struggle so bad with like places to like, find to record, like I've been recording outside or in the forest or somewhere strange. Yeah, yeah. I've actually taken my boat and a battery in the middle of the lake and recorded there just so I wow, that's awesome. get good Wi-Fi. We live off the grid, so it's hard to get good Wi-Fi and, and good sound quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know the struggle, so it's be so convenient to have somewhere to go to. Yeah, so, no doubt. Yeah, it's amazing. So uh, Rick, any, any last bit of advice for our podcasters or people who are thinking about podcasting? starting a, starting a podcast who have a podcast already um from your years of experience to seeing so many so many things produced what any last bit of advice for us yeah i mean i i i'm i'm more of a an, an audio expert in terms of that and for me podcasting is actually something um i think we're on our uh sick we're on like number 60 but it we haven't done anything beyond podcasting, uh, doing sort of this live streaming kind of thing to get our feet wet. That's just what felt right to us. Um, I guess if I was giving out any advice, I, I would say if you're entertaining doing a podcast, um, just start uh, because there are so many things you learn along the way just by doing it. That's been the case for us. Um, and and we, we didn't, you know, maybe this is foolhardy advice. I think it just depends on, on what kind of a learner you are. Um, I know that, that Dan would be listening and chiding me for not having a better plan out of the gate um, because he's a magnificent planner. Um, but we were in, in sort of this emergency situation where we, ha- we were forced to take our business online, so to speak, because we <laughs> yeah. couldn't be in the studio working with clients and things. So um, we just went and started doing it. And, um, I just think you can learn a lot that way. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously there's professionals like you to engage with, um, which you and I are going to have an offline Mm -hmm. conversation about, um, how you can help us with podcasting or, you know, getting our podcast more organized. Um, but certainly sound quality matters Mm -hmm. and, you know, there are inexpensive things that you can do, um, out of the gate, um, if you're in the Detroit area, I'd highly recommend you come to Grove Studios and come to our podcast studio because it's affordable. Um, we have amazing equipment um, that 
you know, would for anyone else be, you know, a good, you know, $1,500 or more investment, um, you know, just the mixer alone is, you know, five or $600 and then microphones and shock mounts and stands and you, you know how all this can go. Um, and it's built for four people. So we have four microphones, but, um, there's cost to that too, but I'd say quality microphone definitely have one of those. Um, and you know, you can get a USB microphone that's going to sound really great, um, for, you know, 150 bucks Mm -hmm. out of the gate. Um, Computer microphones, not as good, right? The built-in ones, but having a quality one. Um, And then, you know, treating the room as you can. Mm -hmm. I think those are the big ones. Those are great. That's great advice. And I love what you said about just getting going, <laughs> just get going. We have a yeah. saying where it's like, if you're not embarrassed by your first few episodes, you've waited too long to do it. You just gotta, yeah. you know, that perfection comes from the action of doing it and getting more comfortable yeah. and getting better. I mean, nobody likes to rehear their first few episodes. No, <laughs> kind of no. I still can't hear it. I, I watch it and <laughs> analyze myself, you know, to scrutinize yeah. my skills, but I, I definitely have, I still have a long way to go. Yeah. Um, but after 60, I'm definitely a lot better at it than I was before. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. And we talked about it for so many, so many years. Oh, we should do a podcast. Yeah, we mm-hmm. should really do a podcast. And then COVID hit and we went, we have to do a podcast. And <laughs> yeah. so we just started doing it and, and so we did you guys it. Are using it as a way to communicate with your audience, um, through your podcast. Yeah. 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 And, and really like, uh, and, and really try to lift up our artists in the community mm-hmm. yeah, um, the greater Southeast Michigan. Yeah. 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 They lost their gigs. They lost their tours. Um, you know, and we're looking for ways to help them monetize for mm-hmm. live streams and, and, um, and we're trying to do that ourselves because, uh, I don't think this stuff's going anywhere after COVID. I think it'll be just as relevant, but yeah, but it's definitely it's- extra important now. Absolutely. And like, I work with all the speakers too. And like, you know, all their, all their engagements are gone, but you know, finding yeah. a way to kind of do what you do online. Thank God I worked online. Because, you know, I can, I can imagine like how devastating that must have been for a lot of people like, you know, trying to now recreate what you do, but in a different modality for a different kind of audience. And I think musicians, especially it's going to be challenging that streaming you know, and, and monetizing it too. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. I hope there's some new inventions and there's new, some new things coming out for them because it's going to be challenging. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, there are some exciting products and some in, exciting platforms that are are boosting and lifting and, and, and you know, gaining more traction. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I'm looking forward to following your guys' journey. And um, Rick, where can people find out more about Grove Studios and where you guys are, your location and everything? Yeah, so it's just grovestudios.space uh, um, on, on you know your web browser. Uh, uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and Twitch for any of those Twitch mm-hmm. folks out there. We when we live stream our podcast, it yeah. goes to all those platforms. Um, and we basically just make mistakes in front of everybody until we perfect oh, it. <laughs> I love it. And how's your following on Twitch going? That's an interesting you know, thing we t- talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm still, you know, Twitch is an interesting place. I mean, it's a gamer platform largely. So, um, you know, we've had some, our, our, our biggest interactions have been when we had a, we had a DJ that goes by the name of Vestin Tyler, mm. uh, do a show with us. And, uh, he, he, he uses chip to chip tune is the genre of, uh, EDM that, that he, he does. And, and so it's got a lot of video game sounds in it uh, and he's already pretty popular on Twitch. So, mm-hmm. We got a lot of traction, you know, that way, <laughs> yeah. but, but I wouldn't say we have a, a very big Twitch following or anything like that yet. We're still kind of learning that platform. It's, it's is. pretty unique. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unique, you know, yeah. it's unique, yeah. but it's cool. I think it's amazing. Over there yet. <laughs> yeah. Days, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It, it is a lot of, a lot of opportunities over there. I think it, but it's Absolutely. You know, a challenge. Oh, and you were on YouTube too. So if you want to see any of our, um, podcasts or uh our streaming performances we stream them to youtube as well awesome and you guys have a different domain different youtube you sell grove studios uh on youtube it's just yeah i mean you can search for grove studios on youtube um but if you go to the website there's links to to all of our um social media platforms there so it's just grovestudios.space Perfect. Awesome. Well, we'll look forward to catching up with you again and seeing the progress that you guys are making and uh, making this podcaster's life so much easier. So thank you. And I uh, can look forward to uh, chatting with you guys about your podcast. So thank you, Rick, for, for sure. being here with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for uh, the opportunity to talk to your audience. Absolutely. All right, Amplify You family. Until next time, be safe out there and get your podcast launched. <laughs> Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, and review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.